It is Monday, November 16th. Welcome, everyone, to Little River Sports Talk. Here we're calling Zach Rothenberger. It's weird. It always feels a little weird when we do like a Sunday show and then a Monday show just because it feels like we should have more of like a – like it feels like we just did this. But, hey, you know what? That's what football season's all about, Zach. Hey, we live for this, right? We live to talk football. We live to talk sports. So, you know. It's great. It's a victory Monday. I got different. Yeah, I was people. about to say. Yeah, you're living. You're you, you definitely got a zest for life today, don't you? <laughs> I do. You know, it's been a while. Put it to you that way. It's been a long time. Um, it's been four years exactly since we beat the Eagles. So you know, these are rare occurrences. It seems like. So we'll take it. We'll take it. There's there's a lot of wild things. I feel like that happened yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, just across the board. Um, yeah, it was it was. Um, I feel like this week made me like want more from a lot of things, right? Like mm-hmm. the NFC East race makes it more ambiguous than ever. Now I have no idea. It's murky as hell, right? Who's going to win that division? Um, the teams that suck lost. The teams mm-hmm. that were good for the most part won. The NFC West is an absolute roller coaster now. Um, most of the home teams won yesterday. Like, there's so many. There's so many numbers and, and things to jump into. So. At that point, we got a great show for everyone. We got the week ten recaps. We'll look at Monday Night football tonight. We got Mojo Monday. Um, we've got all sorts of good stuff. Like looking down, we may, you know, we're rip some broadcasters too. You know what? We'll talk the Masters too. That was. Uh, I'm gonna just yeah. go out there on a limb, dude. I hated that. It was paired with the football Sunday. I know. I, I I'll be the first person to stand tall for a second and say this because I get it. I, and I'm also the person that's been on the other side of this, but I, I feel like we always get lost in this world of like, oh my God, there's so many good things on, on Sunday. Like there's this. Yeah, but you can only watch like one. And if they're all that good, usually when you're undivided, like a fo- like football, for example, NFL football, I want undivided attention, right? Yeah. It's like no. you want it throughout the day. Like it's perfect on Thursday when it's like, oh, we got football at night. We got the Masters in the, you know, in the morning and the afternoon. Like, but like, I don't know. Basically my point is I thought I didn't even really care that it was on on Sunday because I was so dialed into football. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I felt the same way. You know, I'm a huge golf fan. We both are huge golf fans. We love watching, especially a major tournament like the Masters. But uh, yeah, when both of our teams were playing at one o'clock, it would be different if if you know the Giants were playing at a four thirty game or a prime time game. Then you don't really care as much. But yeah, unfortunately, it took a little bit away. And I think I think CBS did the best they could, and the whole broadcast crew of having the leaders tee off at 9.30, but you still miss, like, the whole back nine of Master Sunday. You know, and I just realized, I was like, that's why, like, all the games were on Fox yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay, yeah, wow. I, I really missed that. Um, pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, no, hey, we got the chat going. How are we doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we got a great show. So a lot of football chatter. Um, but I'll tell you, without further ado, like we always do, do you want to get us started with some clickbait, Zach, speaking of the Masters? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, speaking of the Masters, uh, there was an article from ESPN by Bob Herrig that that was titled How Two Brothers Went From Dumb and Dumber to Winning the Masters, which, listen, I I, I think I kind of know the gist of why he came up, up with that title. You know, DJ is not necessarily the best with his words when he speaks, but like, who is it when you have a microphone shoved in your face in front of thousands and millions of people watching you on TV? He's a professional golfer. He plays the game. Give him a break. I mean, the guy's won 24 PGA Tour wins and now two majors, the Masters and the U.S. Open. So any type of negative, you know, or pointing fun at um, headings or, you know, um, titles of an article like this is just uh, – it's uncalled for, in my opinion. So why would you sp- why would you try to spark, like, a little negative uh, connotation right now with him? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like – 
it's you know what it is it's people love that movie so people are just going to click on that just to read it which is why it's good right i mean a lot of people don't realize that dj has won 24 pga tour events which is like unheard like he's a hall of fame i was actually sitting there wondering yesterday i was like he's never won the masters i don't think right i'm sure they mentioned that but that's that point why i was tuned out watching football for most of the weekend but um but yeah i you know so that's it's so silly too how like that's such an espn article and headline too yeah i really maybe though fun fact which movie? Uh, no, neither have I. Neither have I. I think yeah. it's just too stupid. I just don't want to watch. I'm not a Jim Carrey guy. Yeah, I'm not either. No, we talked about. It. Remember, it was like one of our first shows. We were like, "Who's an actor that's overrated?" We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Did, yeah. That was He's a good one. one. I love how we both picked Jim Carrey. And it was like, um, you know, it was good. We discussed that before the show. And he sucked. But um, oh, look, we got Trust cooking in the chat. So I'm sure he's pumped that. Uh, there we go. Big blue for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so but all right, so let's jump into the um our shouts before we jump to mine's football related. That's why I was kind of thinking about it. But um, dude, you know I've been probably a little bit too passionate about this, but Anthony Lynn's got to go, right? I mean, yeah, at, at some point, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. can't you can't continue to lose and get away with it in the NFL. I mean, dude, I'll, I'll tell you. So I was thinking about it. Basically, I think it's ridiculous is that it's like, oh, he's snaping. Come on, like, stop with that, right? Like, enough of that. Um, oh, look at this. We got some some hot takes coming in the chat now. People think the Giants are going to win the division. Ooh, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm on that bus. Well, like right, well you know, it's funny. I was thinking, I knew that that was kind of like my banner question <laughs> to, to break down that game. Um, it's funny. We can go to that. It's why I had, you know, Jordan, just start with that. I had, um, I had Bucks and Panthers to start just because it was like one of those games where I'm like, let's just kind of get that out of the way. Like, I don't know how interesting of a game it was, you know? Like, yeah, it really was. Do that, get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so, well, I don't know if you heard the story about the, the Bucks plane was delayed. They didn't mm-hmm. get into Carolina until like 11 yeah. or 1130 at night. And, uh, which I don't really know how big of a deal it is, given that we're all they're all professionals and they're all adults. I was just <laughs> thinking know? that they won, so yeah, they won by twenty three. So <laughs> it really didn't matter. That was clickbait in its own. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're so right. It's funny you said because I, I feel like a lot of people champion around those like betting ideas, right? Like, oh, they're playing it. Their, their flight got delayed. That they're not going to cover tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, and you know anything? They said they just had to sit there on the plane and chit-chat. I'm thinking that's probably good for a team like that with, like, Look around, around and, uh, uh, right? Like, Tom Brady. Like, because just new kind of culture down there or something like that in your season, if they win the Super Bowl, I could feel – I feel like that's one of those things you can talk about. They're like, oh, remember when that happened? And, like, they really bonded after that or something. You know, like, you can't not saying that's what's going to happen, but, you know, it's just like I feel like you can – it's more likely that you're going to find something positive about a negative situation than that that negative situation is going to bring a professional down, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't tell me they weren't singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall while you're sitting there <laughs> waiting, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of Antonio Brown, seven catches for 69 yards. So starting to find some mojo there yeah. on Mojo Monday. So, yeah. You know. Uh, I feel like what's kind of annoying about Ant- this Antonio Brown thing is, like, I feel like can we just talk about the game Right, like you know, what I mean, like I, like, I'm not saying I'm an Antonio Brown fan, but to that point, that's I guess maybe I'm falling victim now. But like, I guess my point is, why is it that every time he comes up, like in a highlight reel, it's like someone else has to give a shot of like, by the way, Jerusalem with Tom Brady getting his light. Like, there's always something else like about his like, like I don't know whether you believe you should have or, or, or uh, whether you should or should not have had a second chance. Like Antonio Brown was out there playing today. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, like it's just like, st- like 
enough of the extra stuff. Like, just please, like, all right, he's back. I don't like whether, like, I don't. No one can. Like, it doesn't matter what we think. We don't. We don't make the decisions. He's back, right? Like, so whether you like it, you don't like it, it doesn't matter. Like, at some point, that was fun for like that. You can talk about that when they signed him. But it's just so annoying. I feel like every highlight it just is attached to him now. It's like, oh, Antonio Brown, he's starting to get better after his, you know, suspension. By the way, did you know he's suspended? He's got character issues. Did you know he's got character issues? But the Bucks signed him anyway. And apparently there's – and they always do this other thing, Zach, too. Where it's like, oh, apparently there were enough mouths to feed. Like, they always make mention how, like, everyone had to get their targets and touches. And, like, you know, like, oh, it's just so annoying. Yeah, no, it's the same take every week, it seems like. I don't exactly. know how many more weeks it's going to be for them to finally lay off all that, but it's going to be a while, so. And then, and then they always have the, whoa, when it's really clicking, it's clicking with them. It's like, okay, yeah, no kidding, that's every team. You can say yeah. about the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's the Buffs, because it's Tom Brady, because it's Antonio Brown, because it's Gronkowski, because it's all those guys, it's going to be a big deal, so. And speaking, well, also before, I was going to say speaking of the scenes, we can jump in that game next. But real quick, Carolina's done, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you could stick a fork in him, and also I think Teddy Bridgewater apparently got hurt. Unfortunately, I think his leg. Yeah, I heard it's not, it's not the same knee he hurt <laughs> with Minnesota, and I don't think it's like serious. I think they said he could be back next week. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. They're three and seven. I mean, if they were in the NFC East, they'd be in it, but. Um, <laughs> Not in the NFC South. <laughs> no, no, especially not in the NFC West, which uh, at that point the 49ers are really getting squeezed here. But um, they were in this game too. Uh, it was tied for the most for, part. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were winning in the you know late in the first half, and you know the game kind of got away from them. Like you said, they're down by seven with you know mid fourth quarter, and then Kamara had three touchdowns. Uh, Drew Brees, I guess, right? That's the big story. Um, you know, yeah. after after this game. Was right, you know, his was it a rib contusion or not? I guess it's that's what originally was. Now, well, they're saying now it's like six fracture, five fractured ribs, I believe. Yeah, and I think his lung is and a punctured uh, lung, yeah, punctured lung, yeah. So Jesus that's that's Christ. that's gonna take a little bit to recover, I think. You know, I think it could be, I think we might be seeing more of Jameis Winston than Taysom Hill, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like right, everything was pretty like close to the best, like just low. Risk plays, right? Short passes, all that kind of stuff. By the way, that's I put that. That's right after you, right there. The Kyler Murray chatter in the chat. Oh, what's that? What are they saying? I'm on the Facebook. Uh, oh yeah, Twitch. Trust was saying in the Twitch chat that uh, that um, Kyler it was asking Kyler for MVP this year, which I feel like you're on that boss. I think he's. I think he's in the top three for consideration. He's getting there. Yeah, I think. I think Russell Wilson's falling out. To be quite honest with you, so. I think it's I think it's a I think it's and I hate these conversations, but I think it's I think it's Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and um disagree with obviously. That. So I would disagree with it. Yeah. Um and it's funny too. I'm looking at what Ryan was saying in the chat too about how the only shining light for the Eagles was Miles Sanders. That there's yeah. so many like you know it's funny. Let's let's actually let's just jump into that game, right? Mm-hmm. Real quick. The Saints rolled, they beat the 49ers, 49ers are done, I think, right to this point. I mean, right, I mean they're not they, I, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not like completely dead, but they're they're probably in pretty rough shape. Yeah, I think they're pretty much toast. I mean, you know, uh, aren't the the Rams are six and three now, right? So uh, got, yeah. So you got the Ram. All three of those teams, the Rams, Seahawks, and the Cardinals, are all six and three. So when you have three teams six and three, and you're you're the guys who are four and five, that's a problem. 
Yeah, and do you believe? I guess the the real question mark I have taken away from that game is for the Saints, right? Like, if Jameis plays, like, what? Like, I don't want to be that guy. It's like whenever I show, are you confident in him? Do you think confident in him? But right, I think there's right, like, and he's put up the numbers in Tampa Bay. And I think that's right. That's the take yeah, everyone's got. But um, you know, you kind of look at this whole perspective. It's like a tryout, obviously, for him for a new contract somewhere else next year, probably. But like, what? Or even there, maybe if you know Bruce retired. But like, what? What are you expecting from Jameis? I mean, I feel like we've seen these situations before. Like, look at Teddy Bridgewater, for example. He was he was a good quarterback in Minnesota, but he needed to polish up a little bit. And then he goes to the Saints, sits behind Breeze. He played, what, five games last year? They won all five, and he looked like a totally different quarterback, in my opinion, which, you know, led him to where he is now. Yeah, but so, they're three and seven. Well, Carolina, up? so, like, right, you know, it's like, what, yeah. Yeah, what do we really get yeah, there? Yeah. But, but it, I'm saying, like, in the Saints system, he was 5-0. and oh, So, I'm thinking maybe, like, with the Saints system, their playbook, their coaching, maybe Jameis cleans it up a little bit with the Saints, and maybe he's a little bit better. So, we'll see. I mean, you know he's not afraid to throw the ball around, so we could probably expect some deep deep targets to Thomas and Sanders, so. Yeah. Um, so, that's it. Do we do Eagles-Giants? I, it's up to you. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. We'll go a little mix up. We'll go a little battle over. I like it. Um, all right. So, yeah, this is your soapbox, dude. I mean, I'll maybe I'll just tune it up the stage a little bit and you just, you know, because I'm going to kind of come in with three three levels of this. The first level being, um, right, you're an Eagles fan. That's a real, like, just such a gross loss uh, up there. Albeit, I would say that, right? You just beat a team for four years in a row. Like you're also a lot of lose a game here and there, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, that, it's okay. to that, but that point, mm-hmm. right? Nothing about, it was the same issues, right? Same question mark, like, right? Like it was the same bad stuff. Um, but like I said, they're still leading the division. Then the second layer is, okay, are the giants in it? Cause like, I mean, right. You not to be that guy. We've also sat here how many times mm-hmm. and said, like, is it over? It's like, yeah, it's over for you guys. I'm sorry, dude. It's just yeah. like, you just can't do that and, like, stop a shot. Right? But here they are. But on the flip side, I feel like if you pulled the NFC East, the thing that I would pride the Giants in or whatever, that's probably not the right word choice in, but more just like, what I would hang my hat on if I was a Giants fan. It's like, with your new coach and Joe Judge and, like, that new culture, like, you've been getting better and you've been playing better football each week. I think, per, like, you know, every, you know like, in general, the tide has been better turning for you each week. Uh, so I didn't think you guys would take a step back after the result a few weeks ago. I thought anything might rally um, from that game. But but on the flip side, right now to that guy, you are still what you're right. You're three and seven. Three and seven. Yeah. Right. Like, and then that leads to my third point. It's like, not does it matter, but like, good God. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do against the Browns, because I feel like that will that will make this playoff picture a little more vivid, right? If they win that game, they're four, six, and one, that's still that ties huge. Now they're what, a game and a half well, ahead of you? Yeah, I think they would be they would be four, five, and one if they win that game. So yeah, it, when I look at the landscape of everything in the next couple of weeks, is if the Eagles beat the Browns, okay, they're, they're four, five, and one. Then week 12, we come back from our bye week, we play the Bengals, which, you know, but theoretically speaking, we should be able to beat the Bengals. Okay. If we, you know, I feel like we got some good mojo going on. We've got two wins in a row. Our offensive line, I think, played phenomenal yesterday, even though the first play back. <laughs> I think our offensive line played phenomenal. Daniel Jones, 
is playing just like what we've been talking about. Just be Alex Smith. Just be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just just be a game manager, which is not a negative term in my opinion. That just means you're still no, no, no. I'll even double down to your point. He went. I wrote it down because I actually that was one of the things that stuck out to me, and I was like just doing show prep. Mm-hmm. He was 21 for 28 for 244 yards. That's perfect. That's what you need. You want him to pitch six to seven innings, like give up like one to two runs, like limit the walks, like get a few strikeouts and, and just keep keep it. Let your offense score three to four runs. You'll be fine. Yep, exactly. And I feel like we've we've seen obvious progression from week one to week 10 on both sides of the ball getting better, I feel like. And I feel like with Daniel Jones, the, like the last two weeks, significant improvement. It's almost like he heard me say that he's on the shot clock now for the remainder of the season. The last two games, he hasn't had a turnover, which is, is great for him. And I couldn't find this stat anywhere, but I'm not trying to be a jerk asking this. When's the last time you guys won two weeks in a row? Um, it's been a long time. And, you know, I think I think I saw that stat. It was like two years ago, I think. Was it really? Yeah, it was um, a while ago. So I'll keep the stats rolling, and, and I love what Ryan was saying in the chat too. I mean, right, because that's is like it's because I'll represent Philadelphia kind of in this dialogue. Obviously, you being a Giants fan, right? That's that's what's alarming. Zero for nine on third down. Uh, yeah. You come off a bye, and it's right. It's the same alarming issues, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. Uh, yeah, it, it it just. It's a it's very vexing, and I feel like but the, the problem is that we just continuously see it be the same mystery that flashes before our eyes. And I was saying this to Chad, we're talking on the phone today about it, and I said, what, what baffles me about the Eagles, if you if you text me and said, oh, the Eagles, the Eagles suck, I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. suck. I mean, like, and then I'd obviously start going into, like, things they could be working on. But, like, if you said to me, oh, the Eagles good, I'd be like, it's not good. Yeah. Right? Like, it, I, I don't know, because of the same reasons. Like, so it's like, I don't... I don't. I don't know. It's there's there's just so much. Like I, I don't. Lisa, I don't know how it, it continuously is the same mystery. It's like a murder. Like it's like someone just keeps killing people, and like we, we're the detectives, but we still like. There's just no, nothing's tipping us to like to, to find like what's the issue here. Like why? Like where? Like is like is there a pattern with this? Like you know, right? Like it just seems it's a little. It's like a little bit of everything. They're the difference. I mean, right? Because you look at a team like the Packers yesterday. Actually, I hate that. I'm not trying to use that like Packers, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about it a little bit yesterday because like Doug Peterson was saying, like it's so many little things that are adding up. And I thought about the Packers game yesterday against the Jaguars and how they almost lost. And we'll get to that in, in a little bit later in the show. But I thought about how you know Rodgers threw an interception inside Jacksonville territory. Adams was not off to the races, but free running and he fumbled that that ball on our thirty, which you know led to them scoring some points. We gave up a punt return. We had a touchdown call back, right? Like, there are a lot of things where I'm just like, you can't do that and win. But teams do it, right? You look at the Steelers against the Cowboys winning that game, yeah. grinding it out, right? Like, there's the Bills against the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. New England yeah. against the Jets, even. Not that I want to really, yeah. not that I'm saying New England's great, but right. Like, basically, my point is saying, like, you can still win games when it doesn't, like, if you can, like, that's what separates the teams that can maybe win later on in the season or not. And, like, Grant, on the flip side, you can't be those teams and goof off all the time. But basically, my point is saying, like, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, it's just these things. It's just these things keep adding up. It's, I, it is, but, <laughs> but like, we're, like, we're, like, why isn't it fixed? And, like, you're telling, like, like, that was a winnable game for the Eagles. Yeah. That's, it yeah I, like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm obviously, you know, trying to speak more for, like, just the advocate for them. But I, I, I it was a wonderful game. Well, I think there was a lot of coaching miscues. I mean, come on, like the wow, like 
it was fourth and 10 and they were down by seven with like three minutes left and they were in clear field goal range. Why wouldn't you at least kick the field? And they, I think they had two or three timeouts left plus a two minute warning. They went for it on fourth and 10, didn't get it. They turned it over. We went down the field, got a field goal to end the game. Why wouldn't you kick the field goal there and then trust your defense to stop our offense with a corner with a quarterback as in Daniel Jones that has been proven to be a little bit shaky in those situations. It's I don't bizarre. quite understand that call. No, it doesn't. There's the call. Yeah, going for two and and going for two when when if they would have kicked the extra point, there's three points out. Why would you go for two there? I don't. Really, I don't, really dumb. I don't know uh, if he's like drunk on analytics or what the deal is, but no, I was seeing my dad it reminded me of like the Seinfeld. Uh, Reference when uh, George is taking the I- well, he's cheating on the IQ test. So like the girl comes in, she's like, you know, it's like you know, it spills all of the stuff all over the test. It's just like he's like, oh yeah, I went out to get coffee. She's like, Rick, Rick, you didn't leave. And he's like, oh yeah, I went out the window. She's like, the window. Like, and he's like, or no, she's like, yeah, you, know, you got the door. And he's like, the door. Like, Why we got the door? The window's right here. She's like staring at <laughs> like a deer in the headlights. And it's like that's kind of then. It's like why would I? Why would I kick it? Like, yeah. I don't, it, and I kind of think that I think Peterson is like is losing his team a little bit because you you can see some of the body language and you just tell Wentz is, was not happy at all yesterday with some of the things that were going on. Well, I think they need to make some changes. I really think they need to give a good scrub. Yeah, uh, I think it's time for them to kind of clean house a little bit, probably. Yeah, but I don't even know where. Yeah, right. You know, what I mean, that's part of this. It's like that's what makes this such a mystery to me. Um, and what else do I have written down for this for them? Um, they had 11 penalties. That was horrible. Yeah. Uh, Golden well, pretty much did his thing. Well, Jason uh, Kelsey with all those snaps. I mean, what's going on there? They, how many times did the ball on a shotgun snap hit Wentz in his shin? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't even really notice that because I was too busy watching the Packers not win. I think it was three or, or four times yesterday. I mean, I mean, what's up with that? Um, you know? Yeah, no, no. He, I mean, it, there's. So that's a, I think there. I do really think their O line needs a, like a really good touch up. Um, yeah, this division's a mess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but l- let me let me just say something. So, Eagles are three three five and one. Giants are three and seven. Okay, Eagles play who who they got next week? They have. I just looked this up, and now I don't see it. They play the Browns next week. Okay, that's winnable for them, obviously. So, say if they win that game, they're four five and one. Okay, we come back off a of bye again. We're three and seven. We play. The Bengals, we should win. Oh, I got the whole thing written down here. Yeah, that, that would put us I, at four and seven, and then the Eagles play the Seahawks that week. So if they lose that, it's four, six, and one, and we're four and seven. Yeah, but then you go at Seattle the next week, so that to dance that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, point, I know. Then they're going yeah. to Green Bay. So, I mean, it's you know that's, not that's easy. what I mean. So it, although apparently it is easy going up there and, and playing well if you're the I'm opposition. Saying, what I'm saying is though, like the road for both teams is not easy. So no, like, it's not. But then that question is like, Washington's still in this? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I might be Probably off not. that. I might be off that bus. Because... Washington bus. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Do you want to jump into that game for a sec? Well, actually, real quick, let's talk about the Eagles third down series. Ryan had a really good point in the comments too. Like, like this whole like, and I, I, like with this whole like thing with like drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. That kind of like set the flavor for this whole season. I feel like in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, that did because. Every time he's in, they basically just use him for uh, an option. Or like right, a, it's like a it's like college. Yeah, and I ask myself, it's like like why like they sh- I don't know why they did that drafting him. They're not yeah, with him. It's just Wentz has plenty has a lot of time left. You know, you would think so. You th- you, you paid him all that money. Like, what are you doing? I don't yeah. know. It's just 
whatever. Um, yeah. That, that, I mean, right? Because I'm not. I'm saying whatever. Because I'm almost like stepping back as a football fan. I'm like, does it matter? Like, we care because like you're a Giants fan. Like, mm-hmm. we live in Philadelphia. Like a lot. A lot of our friends are, are Eagles fans too, right? So like, we're gonna obviously go through this game because it matters to us. Yeah. Right. Um, so to that point, but it's like when you step back as a football fan, I'm just like, good God, this division's a mess. Like that's what I was just saying earlier, yeah. right? It's like, well, yeah, it, it's and- not fun to watch. Like, there's, I, I don't find myself like, oh man, like that's like I used to love watching NFC East versus NFC. East. They're not, they're mm-hmm. not that good to watch right now. Yeah, it used to be you know hard nosed old school football typically. But to your point about Washington, I might, I might have to retract my statement because they have the Bengals next week, and then they have the Cowboys. On Thanksgiving, and if they win both those games, they're four and seven. So they're kind of back in. Do you want to roll? They had a a brutal loss um, yesterday. Prater hitting that fifty nine yarder. Oh, Oof, God, at the end. But I mean, to be fair, they were also losing that game. I mean, it, what was it? It was twenty four to three at one point. Yeah, I said the Lions had the game basically in control from the jump, but then at the end, they obviously the uh, Washington football team scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter. So. They pretty much let them right back in. Yeah. Alex Smith goal. had a day. Yeah, he did. He threw just under 400 yards, I think, right? Three, 390 yards. Yeah, and then uh, what was I was going to write? So, um, the Lions are just, speaking of this, like, bizarre, they're like the a, like the, the AFC East representation and the NFC North, the Lions, that is, right? Like, it's just like they're, they're four and five. Every week, when it's like, ah, it's, it's over for them. Then they win, and then they win just enough that you're like, are they good? And they're like, no, 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 no we're not good. They like, lose a few games. You're like, what the hell is up with this team? It's like they like, drink water and stay relevant, you know? Yeah, it's even more interesting, right? Because if, if the Vikings win this game on Monday night, they'll dive into later in the show. But if they win this game, then they're four and five. The Bears are five and five. And then, then, and then, the, <laughs> and then they're four and five. So like they're all just kind of bottled up there with five losses together. Yeah, no, that division could get interesting, and the Lions are like they're like a mystery to me. I can't get, put a finger on them. No, that's uh, right. Like I think we can agree that like Matt Patricia is probably not the best coach. No, but, but he'll he'll put together like a six and ten season, just or seven and nine, and maybe he'll stay by for next year. So yeah, like there's like they're the the most exciting and interesting team that hasn't really won anything that I've ever watched. You know what I mean? Like if you actually say like the last five years, it's like oh the Lions are it's like okay, well who are they playing? I feel, like, I feel like every year it's the same thing. Oh Matthew Stafford MVP candidate. It's like yeah, everyone's okay. like oh he never gets the love. They don't win. He's they like don't. Sam Bradford, but better. Right, that's a great comparison. I th- I notch above Sam Bradford. Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to turn my Sam Bradford into my upgrade. It's like, yeah, sure. You want this, the next package? Well, it's like, yeah, just the next one. It's like, okay, here you go. Yeah, and I give Kirk Cousins like a slight edge over the Stafford. I was literally just about to say that if you want to upgrade one more package, then you get a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Although I don't know, actually, I think I'd rather have Stafford than Cousins. I probably would too. But... Yeah, I think so. Maybe Cousins yeah. is the he's the like. The iPhone X or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. But, but yeah, another one of those games, right, where it's like, okay, well, Lions live to fight another day. I guess technically Washington's still in it a little bit. That was a game the Lions needed to win more than, I guess, Washington just because of the state of the division. But um, let's flip over real quick and do some AFC action, right? So um, let's just get, like, another bad game out of the way. It's funny. I was thinking about this one, Zach. Uh, you, you're a Seinfeld guy, right? You know, it's been a while since I freshened up on my Seinfeld um, lingo, but well, I think George Costanza put it perfectly. Um, I'll play the clip for everyone to sum up what happened uh, in the Vikings, or not the Vikings, sorry, the Texans 
uh, and Browns game that happened uh, yesterday. Jeez. I think I can sum up the show. It was sloppy. One word. Nothing. Big running, big running game. Nothing. Nothing. What does that mean? The show is about nothing. <laughs> well, it's, it's not about nothing. No, it's about nothing. Well, that's Lou. That was Lou. No, you're right. It was a good running game. Yeah, but you're right. It, 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 the game was about nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. Like literally, nothing happened. It was ten seven. Nothing happened. You literally didn't miss anything. <laughs> like you missed nothing. It was three nothing out of the gate, <laughs> right? It was like the Duke Johnson game. Every every two seconds, it was like, oh, did you know Duke Johnson played for the Browns? He was unhappy, right? Like it was just like <laughs> there was. It was so just off the walls. I felt like with with just you know like the takes. Watching it on Red Zone, I was watching a replay of it today on Red Zone. It was just like, good God. Yeah. It. Uh. You know it. I don't know if you did. You see the clips of the weather before that game. It was. I'll the give him that. Delayed. I'll give him the weather. I will give him the weather. <laughs> so I'm thinking. Fair. I'm thinking that that was a big reason why it was kind of a. Yeah, a they were sitting there throwing it, but still, it's just like okay. But as a fan, I'm being greedy. Yeah. Also being an NSC like snob, but it, it was just like that's that's what it was though. It felt like nothing happened. I feel like Nick I feel Chubb like the, though, oh, I know Nick Chubb that that, that had a hurt for anyone in fantasy. Oh uh, yeah, he was just, he dude, and Kareem Hunt had a good day too. Actually, he um yeah? he had I think a, over a hundred all purpose yards, like you know receiving and rushing yards yesterday as well. So it was a good two headed monster attack. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess my response is this: is like the Browns are somehow six and three, which but they seem to be they seem like a team that's three and six, not six and three. But um, you know, it, it's a. It, I think the game turned out to be a product of the two teams that were in it, the Browns, Texans. So, what do you expect? You know. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's yeah, it, it's one of those games because it's like the same thing as like that's what I find interesting about Week Ten in general. Like, there's a lot of te- to be continued, right? The Browns play the Eagles next week at home. They got to win that game, but the Eagles got to win that game, right? Like, there's no more of these. Like, those two teams have had similar, just like the backwards records, if you will, of like, but they just have looked awkward throughout most of the season. And that's why I feel like with the Browns, it's like, okay, they won. They won. They won. That's all that matters. I always say it doesn't matter how you win until after Thanksgiving, but uh, it's still it's still a little vexing. I also love what Dark Sage is saying in, in the chat, too, about the Masters because uh, I was not happy about yeah. that, um, about just some of the conditions that happened over the weekend. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but to that point, let's look at uh, – I mean, is there anything else you want to add with that, that Texans and uh, Browns game? No, nope. <laughs> all right, let's just make it – let's just try to get through all the other crummy games that happened. So, Drew Locke got hurt. The Broncos are not good. Same type of thing. A lot of games were close to the first half, and then it seemed like the home team just pulled away in the second half, and this game was really no different than the AFC West. Raiders win. They're 6-3. and three. So Another team, right, where we kind of scratch our heads and we're like, so who are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Gruden's done a really good job. I mean, I say this every week. I feel like I think Gruden's done a really good job building a, building a strong culture there, and I think the team's really embraced, you know, the new stadium being in Las Vegas, even though there's no fans. I think they're they they're trying to you know they've done a good job building an identity for themselves in the new city. So and Josh Jacobs has been that identity. Yeah, right. He's been so good. I remember when the Packers played him last year. That dude runs top, dude. Yeah. Like, he, he runs over people like a Mack truck. Yeah, he's he's a big time north and south runner, which is what you need. You don't need this dancing around stuff. No, he he <laughs> runs with an attitude, and I love it. I honestly love watching him play football. Now, what's interesting about them is so now they play the Chiefs 
at home. Hard to beat an opponent twice. Did you see what they did too last time? Apparently, yeah, they, they did uh, victory victory laps, right? It's a little stupid, kind of, but like whatever. I also hey, don't think it builds camaraderie. Then yeah, yeah Andy, like Andy Reid chumped you. Like you can't do the first essence to the press. Like, well, you know, they want they can do whatever they want, which is true. But you can't also be like, I don't like it. It's like. Well, don't say anything. Don't though. lose the game. Or exactly, exactly. Like you can't, you can't do that backhanded nonsense. No, that's you can't make that comment. But yeah, it's whatever. That's just like immature. Yeah, but to that point, I feel like the Chiefs—they're going to give them the full. Those two teams hate each other. It's funny. I don't know if I've ever told this on the show, but uh, when I toured Arrowhead, I thought what was really funny. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, but when we were touring it. The nicest people in the world, right? Like that Midwestern. I mean, you've experienced it in Wisconsin, right? In some other cities in the Midwest. But Casey's exactly the same way. But it was funny because the entire time our tour guide was this like sweet old man. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, he would just like throw in just like hard jabs at the Raiders and be like, oh, you know, like there's no fights here except when the Raiders come to town. Like, <laughs> like everyone's like laughing. I'm like, you can tell they, they really hate them. Um, both sides of that. Uh, so I feel like it'll be interesting, right? Vegas for the first time from Holmes and the crew. Uh, Vegas has to win that game if, if, if they win that game too. Then it's interesting. That is very. It's really interesting because they have the tiebreaker of the Chiefs in their game out. In only a game out, yep. It's really interesting. I, I, that game should get flexed. It's a uh, well Sunday night. It's a Sunday night. Game. Oh, it is a Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah they, they must nice. have. Moved I don't know if it was already, but yeah, uh, it probably was already. But that's awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. That'll be really good. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's do. Let's, let's just finish up the teams in the AFC West that played yesterday. The Chargers. Um, like I was saying in our clickbait session, oh, man, dude. I've never seen a team so brutal in one-possession games. They're 3-16 and 16 in their last 19 uh, one-possession games. Uh, the Dolphins with five straight wins, and I thought it was also interesting that they're 5-1 and one against teams not in the AFC, uh, AFC East. Really? Yeah, how about that? They're 1-2 in the AFC East. Wow. Well, that's not good for divisional races. No, it's but, not. <laughs> but, I mean, six and three, you know, I, I really thought the Chargers were going to win this game. They would bounce back. And, you know, I keep thinking every week, oh, well, two is going to experience his first loss. He's going to have a, a heat check. Well, he's proving me wrong. He just continues to play. And he's, his numbers aren't sexy at all, Kieran, but he's smart. He's a smart quarterback. Yeah, he is. And it's funny you mentioned his numbers. Let me pull him out. So, 15 for 25. 169 yards and a touchdown. That's kind of like what we were talking with Daniel Jones, like a little bit, right? Like that game management. Yeah, which, which isn't negative. I don't view He's that. Not as turning negative. the ball over. Yeah, I don't view that in a negative as a negative term either. I mean, can, you're not turning they, the ball over. Can they win the AFC East? Especially right. now they just they kind of bridge the gap. They'll play the Bills. I think is that week 17. I believe it is week 17. They do. I mean the Bill. Yeah, I mean they're only a half game out. You know, the, the Bills, I mean, that was a heartbreaking loss, obviously. I'm sure we'll dive into that soon, but that was a oh, heartbreaking yeah. loss. And yeah, you're not going to save it because it was the best game. It was the best finish ever because it was, yeah, oh did, my God. Did you, hear, did you hear about the Hail Mary? Oh, did you hear there was a Hail Mary? Oh, yeah, there was a Hail Mary this weekend. It's <laughs> like, oh, dude. I'm so, it's so funny you texted that so you wanted your Mojo Monday to be because I was just like, I lose. I was. I was. I had my thumbs like at the ready to start saying like, "Dude, I also can I like because I was just ripping like you know." Yeah. I, I rip a lot. Of, by the way, I'm going to go in on some broadcasters during the Packers segment. I'm actually going to be more involved with that probably than anything else. But, um, but yeah. Sorry. Nevertheless, what were we saying? No, I mean the Bills played the Chargers coming off their bye week. So I mean, in reality, like maybe they take their aggression out on them. But the Chargers, you never know what you're going to get. And the way yeah, they, they're. 
the way that we have seen teams come out of bye weeks so flat and slow, maybe the Chargers could upset them, and then the, then the Dolphins are right there. So The Chargers are like buying a scratch-off. It's not when at the end of the day you're more disappointed than anything. But for whatever reason, every time you're involved with the with them, you're excited. Like you 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 get excited and think that something good's gonna happen. Yeah, and, and how often do you win? One out of every twelve times. Yeah, three out of sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's close. Yeah, yeah when you yeah, scratch three out of 16. it, and you see like yeah, exactly. You see like W, and like you're thinking this heavy winner, and it's like won't happen this time. You're like, yeah. damn it! Like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly um, what it is. So, all right, but at that point, let's uh, actually, let's see, let's take a spin in. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, it's funny. Let's do, let's do some bills and cards. Uh, right, Zach? Did you hear about the Hail Mary? Did you hear about it? Yeah, refresh my memory. All right, well, here, I'll, I'll replay the ending. This was a great ending from the jump, right? Because this game was all over the place. I mean, so it's 23-9 bills. Then the Cardinals are up 26-23 to start the fourth. The bills go down and score a touchdown with Stephon Diggs with like a minute or like with 30 seconds left. And then, then, obviously, you know, the Hail Mary happens. Uh, and I'll even show another replay angle of it for everyone because this is really remarkable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, he jumped up and, well, first off, for Kyle Murray to get out of the pressure that he did, avoid it, throw it on the run. I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it, so it's not like we haven't seen this before. Um, and for Hopkins to to reach up and grab that triple coverage is pretty, pretty insane in walk-off fashion. It's pretty – it's special, plain and simple. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always interesting when you see these, right? I feel like it's um, and and that's a huge. I mean, that's a huge win for the Cardinals because right, they're going to everyone's seeing the obvious, right? They're going to Seattle on Thursday night. Seattle's just lost a few, three out of four. They're not playing so hot, um, and we'll rip into them in just a second. But right, like this was, uh, they're winning games. Dude, I finally feel like I'm on the team of I don't want to see the Cardinals in the playoffs. You know yeah, what I mean? They just have a lot of talent. Like their their offense is so fun to watch, and I think that's why my my, my fantasy team reflects that my interest in the Cardinals this year. You yeah. know, like their their offense is just so fun to watch. They're explosive, very explosive, and they the, are. And, the defense is going to be what's going to take them or not. And they're the ninth ranked defense. And, and I honestly keep thinking about how stupid I was for writing that article this year. Although to be fair, that I feel like can we at least it was a well researched article. It was. It kind of, I'm not going to, like, this is me. I feel like such a sleazebag saying because, like, well, I wasn't actually wrong. No, I was wrong, but I think at least the reasons why I thought they were not going to be good are not happening, right? We are like, they don't get stops. They aren't good. They give up a ton of yards. Like, they're, they're stopping those problems, and so I got to give them credit, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, no, but but your article was extremely factual, and, you know, they are showing signs of improvement, which, which, you, which you can't see, you know, from, from you know, last season to this season. Like, you can't predict that in the offseason necessarily. So, you know, you're saving the obvious of what the year before. But the defense, although they're ranked ninth, they have been a little slightly inconsistent. So if they can tighten the screws up on defense and be a little bit, a little bit more consistent, then, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit, essentially. And the, and the NFC, you know, the NFC is pretty much, to me, it's almost a free-for-all between maybe four or five teams, whereas the AFC, it's like ten teams. So. It is, but I'll tell you, look, that's actually a perfect little segue um, you know, into that. So I was going to see real quick if there's anything else I wanted to mention with, with those two teams. Oh, you know, it's funny, though. I saw the, this Well, I was going to say, I knew there was one other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, would you – I don't – I you know I hate myself for asking this question because it's like this is what I hate about other shows – because it's like one will never know, two it doesn't matter. Because either way, you'd be better off with like most people, like like right, right. But just very lightly, without the dive into it deeply, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray as your quarterback right now? 
like oh. if you had a start team and you're like, all right, it's like you know fantasy football, if you will, like you have a, like a fantasy expansion draft. Oh, Kyler, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about you? I would too. Yeah. And I'll get into that a little bit more with when we get into that Ravens game right now. Yeah. Weather. Talk about bad weather. Whew. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, but to sticking in the AFC, it's funny you were saying there's 10 teams, but right, but there's only one team that's undefeated in the NFL, and that's the Steelers or 9 0. I'm not trying to brag. Did I wish I'd actually got this clip? I told you they were going to roll that at seven and a half was a trap for the Bengals. Like, anytime you ever, ever, ever see a team that's a not bad underdog getting a touchdown, trust me, I, I'm a Temple fan. I saw, I played Penn State before. The amount of times we're like plus 13 and a half, plus 14, I'm like, oh, we can win the game and we're getting two touchdowns. You got it. You're like, I take that. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Everyone's saying the Bengals can win that game, but like, you, you know that the, the Steelers are going to lose that game at home. And it was, it was like they absolutely threw a party. Um, in, right, Chase Claypool, two touchdowns. He balled out. Uh, it, it was just like your typical like homecoming game for the Steelers, right? Where they just kind of roll their division foe. That sucks, like they always do. <laughs> it's always a good time for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so fitting, by the way. Sorry, I got to say one more thing. It's so fitting to me. I think about this sometimes. How it's been two decades, 20 years, if you will, of the, of the Patriots' reign. Where it's just been like, God, Boston sports, God, Boston sports. And then, of course, when like, they finally get dethroned, it's like, who's going to be the person that steps up? Oh, of course, Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> like, they, like you know, they, they can't, they can't not have a couple championships. I mean, you know, but sorry, that's my, my east side of Pennsylvania language coming out right now. But, uh, yeah, Steelers are pretty good. I don't know how much we take away. Bengals, it's just, it's a, it's a, there's somewhere between an offseason and maybe a coaching change away from seeing like what they really got with Joe Burrow. Not that I'm saying like he's not good, I like him, but like you got to, they're not winning games. Like, like they got to start winning games. Like, the yeah. Court, right? like, yeah, yeah, I think they need to, uh, I think they need to just look forward to the draft next year. I think they're probably going to ride it out with Zach Taylor for at least one more year, give uh, Joe Burrow another season in his system, and that would be Taylor's third year. I mean, the Bengals have had a history of just, just losing after losing, so they got to do something sooner or later. Hello, Darkstage. You're saying in the chat, too, I hate being a Temple fan. It sucks. <laughs> we suck, dude. Honestly, God, fade them every single week in college football. Bet against them every single week. You'll, you'll win money. Um, <laughs> although, I told you that spread was wild this week. I This is why, you, like, it's, it's a dangerous game playing the gambling circuits, but Temple opened up plus 24 and a half, then it moved to plus 25 and a half, and they lost by 25. It's like, you called that. You called that. It's dangerous. Yeah, you did. Dangerous. <laughs> um, dangerous stuff, but but no one won if you're a Temple fan because they suck. But, um, all right. Nevertheless, uh, let's look. Let's jump back um, real quick into the uh, NFC, though. Uh, we talked about this just a second ago. Team that's really struggling. Hawks. Uh, They've lost three or four. It's obviously predicated. I mean, right, the obvious take if you football on NFL Network or ESPN, and I mean, I'm just kind of doubling down on this take, but, right, it feels like Wilson's probably pressing a little bit because their defense sucks, which it really sucks. Um, and now he's turned the ball over a little bit, and, and that's kind of where we're at. This team, this defense for Seattle, especially the like, – they can't stop the run. It, it's it's bad. Yeah, it is. There, th- those two interceptions by by Ross were just were just awful. Especially I mean, when the end zone, that was brutal. When he when he when he could have ran for it at least ten yards and possibly even scored on his feet on that play. So, I, well, I think you're. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think he's pressing because he knows the supporting staff, especially on the def- the defensive side of the ball, just is it what it used to be? It's not there. There's no more Legion of Boom. So. You no, know, and Jamal Adams, they were showing clips left and right of his attitude, if you will, or lack thereof. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just prime. I, I know what you're about to say. You're saying, you're saying, I'm so you kind of held up because you're like want to be nice, but you're saying you're so glad seeing a team, especially in one of these places, like whether it's Baltimore or or right or like Seattle, these areas where it's like, oh, we'll take your troubled player. He's unhappy. He wants more money. He's me being a selfish jackass, but like we'll make it work here. And like it's funny because how many times we say in the off season too, we're like. They always do this. They always bring in these disgruntled guys. And it always works out for them. It's kind of yeah. nice to see, like, oh, it's not working out for you, huh? Like, yeah, because I remember when the whole Jamal Adams thing was going on. Oh, the Giants should get Jamal Adams, or these this team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Adams, and, the Super Bowl now because Seattle is. Yeah, and, and we kept saying, no, he's not a good locker room guy. You don't want that. And there you go. It's showing. Now I'll add this because I feel like I understand when you look at the three teams, right? the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. What's exciting about the Cardinals? Kyler to, to, to D-Hop, Fitzgerald's really good. And even, like, guys like Andy Isabella are fun to watch. Like Chase Edmonds, Edmonds, Kenyon Chase Drake. Edmonds, exactly. Right, right. Kenyon Drake. It's, it's like, a fun and, – and not in – right, then there's also this, like, the headliner of, like, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, right? Like, it's, like, it's like fun. It's quick and – like, big 12. Um, Seattle, right, Russ is Russ. He's, he's you know, the magic man. Uh, DK is obviously really fun to watch. The connection they have, they the Legion of Boom, like you said, the the hostile crowd. Even though I know there's no crowd this year, but like we're kind of like the twelfth man, like all that, like that that, that jazz. Uh, and then you got the Rams, where it's just kind of like okay, the Sean McVay fund is a little bit over because like they went to the Super Bowl, he was the Golden Boy, like all that stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. and now they're just kind of sitting there, but they're not bad. They're actually pretty good. They're six and three. I keep thinking right the they are. If that Hail Mary doesn't get complete, they're in the first place, or they're in first place in the NFC West. Um, so is this game more about Seattle losing, the Rams winning? And 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 to double off that question, it's like, what do you take with both of these teams? I guess especially more the Rams, right? Like, are they are they good? Well, they've been proving me wrong all season because I've, I've been thinking they were supposed to be bad. So I think so, it's more, I think it's more about the Seahawks. I think this game Thursday. I mean, obviously the easy take would be to say that's a must win. Well. It is, especially in this division, and I've never seen Russ play this bad, play this poorly in my uh, lifetime watching him in his career that I've seen. So, and to be fair, he was on fire the first like what five games, six games. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, he was, but, so to that know, point, it's like I'm not going to completely rip him. Yeah, no, you you can't you can't completely rip him because he can turn it on just like that. So. I'm just saying I'm surprised I've seen what I have seen out of him because some of the mistakes he's made, it's like it's like a rookie or a second-year quarterback mistake. So That's a good point with the chat, too, like with the team chemistry. Like, they don't look like the same like harmonious Seattle team that we're used to seeing. Yeah, that can always turn around. Yeah, something seems seems off there. But, I mean, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, love or hate him, he's usually a pretty good you know team chemistry guy. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I think they should turn around. Um yeah. I think we only got wow. what, these, games are, these recaps are like flying by. We only got a couple games left. Yeah, so we got at some. I was say with the talent they have and the experience, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned it around. So no, you're right. Um, and to that point, let's talk about turning it around, right? The, the Patriots, for all the laughs we gave about them barely beating the Jets, and you're like that doesn't matter. That was a really good gritty win for them. Twenty uh, what twenty three seventeen. Yeah. Uh, right there, they that's how they got to win games, and they're they, you know they did some some trickery. I, it was I was gonna win. Yeah, it it really was. I I was shocked. I thought the Ravens were gonna win this for sure. 
it's you know it's it's one of those things where when you think Bill Belichick is, Bill Belichick is down and out, he's uh, he's very much alive and kicking. So at four and five, I mean the AFC is a gauntlet. Obviously, it's in the AFC East, with Dolphins and Bills. But if they can keep this up and win these gritty games, who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe they get that that seventh wild card spot if they can keep well, it up. Can I ask you a really stupid question? Mm. But I don't think it's that stupid because I don't. It is, but I. This is something. It's like you gotta do this. Looking for the show, like. But no. uh, are they adding that eighth playoff team, or are they with the whole Corona thing? Has that? I thought. I thought that was. Hey, if this gets a little more wacky as this continues, and there's like more Corona nonsense, then we'll just let an eighth team get in. Well, I think I, but gonna, I didn't think they agreed to it yet. Did they, they agree to it? They, they didn't. I don't know if they agreed to it. Because I was watching, I think it was the Eagles post game, they were kind of saying, like, oh, well, like, you know, like, they still have, like, there's, like, eight spots to be had. Like, but I was like, wait, no, there's not. There's only seven. I don't know if it's been agreed to yet, but I know that they said if if games are to be missed because of COVID, then they add the eighth. Right, added, yeah. So I didn't think. It's not I added think, yet. Okay, good, good, good. Because I said yeah. that bye. I really, I really want that bye. I know, yeah. yeah it means it, something. It, I'll dial that hill. I always wonder if, if you're this. I mean, never. I mean, you always got to take the buy. But I always wonder if, like, when you're the two seed, you play the three seed. If, like, the three seed's warmed up and they're ready to rock and roll. Like, they're on the road and they don't care. They have nothing to lose. They're fresh and primed. And they felt the chopping block, like, knife already. Um, it's tough. But at least, like, the one seed, it's more like the four seed's, like, kind of like, um, we won somehow. Like, did you know I mean? Like, and now we like, got to play the one seed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's usually, like, a Saturday night game. It's, like, mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. But, um, the Patriots know about that. Beat the Texans and like those types of teams. All you know, whoever the AFC South, you know, where the adversary was, or the Bengals, or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't like the Bengals. No, honestly, the Bengals. I want to play game in a minute. But all right, yeah. nevertheless, uh, good one for them uh, for the Patriots. Baltimore. That's another team. That's like another one of these. Like, oh, well, I walk away scratching my head. That's yeah, them. I don't know what I have with them. And I and I keep hearing there's always these stats that I hear about Lamar Jackson and that team where I just go like, wait, what? Where like like today, for example, I hear like, oh, did you know Lamar's never come back from more than 10 down? I'm like, 10 down? That's not that much. Wow. Like what? That's <laughs> like it was so nonchalant, just like, oh, by the way, like it's like a hundred. It's like, well, hold on a second. It's like, oh, did you know like he's never won a playoff game? Oh, you never like there's like so many like Little wrinkles, and I'm just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But like, what, what am I supposed to get excited about with them? Yeah, because because what those tell me is basically that whenever there's a little bit of pressure or adversity, it's almost like he doesn't show up. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. They they get the Titans next week, and that's not going to be that's not going to be an easy game, especially after the Titans are going to no. come in pissed off after losing to the Colts. Yeah, they're they're in a weird. They're kind of like the Seahawks of the AFC, just kind of reeling, losing a bunch of games uh, recently. Um, all right, let's get to the last one. Speaking of the AFC South, let's get to the bottom dwellers and then the Jaguars. Uh, let's start with this though, because it was so true. God help me! I, like I, I wanted to drive over to the Home Depot and like buy a, like a like a screwdriver and give myself a lobotomy. Like just after listening to Greg Jennings talk for three hours. He, I'm so glad I went to high school. <laughs> Not really, but like, but the reason why I say that is because I feel like if you ever like were a kid in high school and there was that pettiness of like, you know, someone likes somebody or there was a rift between friends, whatever, like any of that stuff, you could always kind of see right through it, even if they pretended like it, well, everything was okay. Like, oh, okay, that whole thing. And that's what Greg Jennings is like, oh, you know, like, I, everyone says I was a riff Aaron Rodgers. He's just, you know, uh, like, it's just, yeah. 
First of all, Chris Myers must be from Jacksonville because I swear, like him, Brock uh, was Brock uh, Hewer. Is that it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, he got bumped up. He called the Temple Penn State game like way back when. Just I don't know why I remember that, but um, so he moved on to the NFL somehow. And I'm not even really ripping him. He was the least of the worst of the group, but it seriously felt like a root. I mean, I get it. They're the one six or the one seventeen trying to pull up the upset. And probably honestly, if I'm not a fan of the Packers, like if I'm calling the game, I'm probably pulling for the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit too. But like, God help me. Like, can we please, like, make a rule like Greg Jennings and Jonathan Vilma, for that matter, cannot call Packers games? Dude, the play by play this year sucked. Yeah, I was going to say, we had uh, Chris Spielman. And oh, that he was horrible, too. It, it was the absolute, like, it wasn't JV. It was, like, the freshman. No, it's so bad. Team. Who else is in that crew? It's, uh. I forget the other guy's name, but it wasn't Chris Sam. Was, was Sam Rosen the guy calling it? He's actually, I like him, though. Um, no, I don't think it was him. I forget. It wasn't but... Kevin Burkhart, was it? No, no, no. It was some other guy I've honestly never heard of before. Yeah, so. well, nevertheless. All right, well, I'll, I'll make this quick with the Packers, too, right? There's not a whole lot to take. Uh, they had a lot of chances to make this not a game. Um, I think I kind of went into details. Right? I was basically talking about that earlier to the point the Eagles how Doug Peterson was saying it's little things that are tripping them up, and I was saying, like, well, okay, the little things trip these guys up, and, like, they found a way to – so I'm not happy. Here's the thing, though, like, I, to, to flip it back, because I'm not also going to say it's sunshine and rainbows with Green Bay – you got to win. Like I said, it doesn't matter how you win until Thanksgiving. But the minute that flips, like I have so many question marks about your toughness. Preston Smith is basically pulling a Jamal Adams and taking plays off and not tackling. And, and it's not good. It's not good. Like you can't do, you can't put that flat and sure you're winning, but it, like at basically I won't go to rant because it, it comes down to this. You got like six to seven games to start showing me that like it's just mid mid season sleepwalking and not a, like an actual pattern because that's a couple games down the road where bad teams have done that to you, um, right? And Tampa's done it to you. Like there's good teams that have done it. Like so like, uh, I you know they could have lost the game. They didn't. Devontae Adams a beast. That's kind of the takeaways I have. Yeah, I was gonna say they they won the game. You know that's all that matters and. You can't look too much at too far into it, I don't think, because like we were texting earlier today. I mean, this was the Jaguars Super Bowl in a sense. They go to Lambeau, they get to play Lambeau, and then let's go beat the beat the Packers. So right, it is right. They're, they're, they have a good record. That's kind of they have a good record, and and there is some of that. Right, right. It's that let's go in there. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's freezing. Right, like it's. I always tell you, it's easier. I think as a road team to win there than go down to Florida, where it's so damn hot. It's just like gross and sticky, and it's a bizarro world. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and uh, excuse me, and I mean, and, and they had a kick uh, punt return for a touchdown. Which how often do you see that? So that's kind of a fluke, you know. So you take that out, you win by eleven at least. So and I love what the what the chat saying. This is a huge test for them on Sunday because that offensive line for the Colts is no joke, mm-hmm. right? They just got a really big win. They're, they they got some rest. Uh, yeah, like this, we got to think positive. Rick said we got to be positive. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, it's just a it's a win and move on game. But it's fine. Let's let's dive into the Monday night game. Then to that point, it's a perfect segue uh, with the two other NFC North teams. We kind of teased this a little bit already, right? That if the Vikings win, they're four and five. They're very much in it. They're banging on the door for a playoff picture. The Bears almost it looks like all their tires are flat at that point, and it's just like where do you really go from here? And I wrote down. Let me pull up their schedules again. Um, Actually, no, I don't have it up. Never mind. I'm write down this. That was last year's last week's show. I wrote it down. Uh, but right, I know the Bears have a semi. Well, they have a bye, and then they go to Green Bay. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else they do after that. But 
Um, the Vikings didn't have like the hardest schedule in the world. Like they had the Saints and there, uh, they had a few other teams, but right, like this game is important because if the Vikings want to make it feel like they that they are really turning their season around after the bye, they got to win this game. But I have so many stats for you. I mean, you know, I'm ready to start spilling them out. But um, and we got pictures of this game too. Yeah, we do. Uh, so for the what we call it for the uh, the schedule you're talking about, the Cowboys, the Vikings play the Cowboys next week. That's winnable, obviously. And then after that, they play the Panthers. So they could win those two. And if they win tonight, they're six and five. <laughs> yeah. Knocking on the door, like you're saying. That's what so. I'm saying. So you asked me who would I rather win. I kind of want the Bears to win just to kind of push the Vikings away here. Because the Bears are a joke. I think the Vikings are, I was the Vikings are a better team. Yeah. Well, that would tell you why the, why the Bears are three point home underdogs. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, the, the Vikings do not play well against the Bears in general. They don't play well, especially in Soldier Field. I'll, I'll hit it from a betting perspective because I saw these numbers, but generally I would even just put, if you're on the road, more than likely in the last 20 years, right, you're probably more than likely getting points, not giving up points in the divisional game on the road, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're even as teams or like close to even, they're always going to nod that to the team that's, right? So, okay. At that point, the Vikings are 3-14 and 14 against the spread. So that means they probably have lost a lot of those games. Um so yeah, they're three and fourteen uh, against the spread in the last seventeen years at Soldier Field. The Bears are five and one against the spread against Minnesota in the last six matchups. Um, the under has hit in the last five six games for the Bears. Uh, the overs hit in the last five six games for the Vikings. Uh, let's see, what else do you want? Um, I guess the Vikings are five and one against the spread in their last six games. So right, a lot, a lot of you know, kind of wild things. But but I, I look at the Vikings. Here's the stat that I think that's more important. This isn't a gambling stat for anyone, but. Dalvin Cook since 2018, 32, 36, excuse me, 36 rushes for 88 yards. That's it. Wow. <laughs> that's not good. And that, that to me is why, and if you look, I dropped the picks in there for everyone. But that's why I think, uh, and thanks for posting that, by the way. Um, hey, they're great picks by you. Hey, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, we'll see that. We'll, we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I think, right, I think this is the, I was saying to Jay, I was talking to him, I was texting him this afternoon, I was saying, why I think the Vikings struggle in a game like this is because they are a team that's like 75% ground and pound and then 25% finesse and sexiness, whether it's like the, the you know, the long, like if they're playing crap, like, right, like they're normal balance, if you will, right? Obviously they have, and it used to be like probably like 60, 40 when they had digs, but you know what I mean? Um, but to that point, the Bears are 100% ground and pound, like not to be that guy, like they really haven't had a quarterback, even when they were good in 85, it was like defensive running, right? Like that's kind of like what the, like that's Chicago Bear football. Uh, so the Vikings kind of get stuck in that world of those games and they don't play well when that's a team is like, like that's why I feel like the Packers match up well against the Bears, right? Because the Aaron Rodgers is more like 100% finesse, or it's like we're throwing, 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 put up points. The Vikings can match that because they play good defense. The Lions can match that because they play good defense. And, that, and the Bears seem like they would, but the Bears don't, do enough offensively to, to push back and then the defense kind of tips over. And that's why, but that's why my almost like do a diagram. I feel like that like Charlie Day like thing where he's like looking at the like the <laughs> the board like pointing all the arrows around. But I think that's why I feel like the Vikings struggle against the Bears. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask. So with Matt Nagy not calling the plays anymore, that helps. How does that how does that change the Bears offense? Uh, what is his name? Bill Bill Lazor? Yeah, yeah, he um, he's uh, off the Chip Kelly tree. I think he used to be the Bengals offensive coordinator. So do you do you think that the Bears air it out a little bit more and get it in the hands of their playmakers? Because I do, clear, I yeah, because I do because Nagy likes a lot. Running, yeah, yeah, Nagy, I, Nagy likes running right up the middle for some reason and getting two yards every play. So I know, like third and four runs to Cordell Patterson. 
Well, or just David Montgomery right up the gut for three yards. Oh, I know. It, it, it almost make it look like he's broken. I was actually trying to look up real quick and see like what his prop bets were for. Um, well, Allen Robinson was over under seventy four and a half receiving yards. I saw. Really, which is pretty much what it has been. I think typically for him, they put it around 80 to 81, 82 and a half. So it was a little lower, um, you know, but we'll see. It's either going to be one of two ways. I think either the new play calling, it lights a fire for the Bears on offense and they, they just run the Vikings out of the stadium or it's it starts off slow because they're not used to it and it's close. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. It remains to be seen. One thing is, is for sure, though. I mean, the Bears definitely need to get Allen Robinson more involved. They need to get Anthony Miller more involved. Cordell Patterson, a little bit more, some more tricky trickery plays for him. Jimmy Graham down the red zone, obviously, is their target. So It's funny, so I was just looking. I feel like another I, – I forget if this was on our site, but I really like Kirk Cousins to throw an interception, yes. Yes, you did. That was one of the picks you posted, yeah. I, I'm looking right now. I'm like, I'm trying to see if that was listed at the odds to see if it changed at all. But I it really did. It's like minus it. one. It's minus one thirteen now. Is it, it really it plus like one something earlier? Yeah. Oh, ton. He's gonna. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, hey, he's thrown. He's thrown ten interceptions over eight games. So I'd say the odds are in your favor. <laughs> we'll see. It should be an interesting game too. I mean, uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about this one? Slow down my head. Oh, Kirk Cousins is 0-3 against the um, the Bears as a starter. That was the other stat I had. Okay. So, yeah, I you know, there's – I don't know. I, I, the the so odds would say – So we're following the trends, basically. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, like, I don't like to say that, but I think that's, like, it's, you know, like I'll, I'll entertain your comment. I almost say, like, I think it's a good trend to follow that. I always would look at it as a trend. I just be like, this just seems like a match, like a – like. It, you know, the trends are like, oh, the visitor in this matchup's won like 16 of the last 18. Like, we're just yeah. like, yeah, this is more just like, oh, this team just doesn't really match well, like, with this team, it seems like, right? Like, because you've heard me many times where I was like, oh, you're crazy, Karen. I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. The Lions are going to go into Lambeau and play well. Like, right? like, and they do because it just seems like that's what they do. Like, mm-hmm. Bears seem, like, in the NFC North, it just seems like a lot of trends, I guess, to that point. There you go. Wow. So you're right. <laughs> I, there you go. You're right. It is a trend. Um, the Vikings trend. Trend in the bad direction against the Bears. I don't know, but hey, hey, if the we'll it's, see. It's, Nick it's Foles good... has to play well too. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot tonight. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think they're going to air it out a lot more, like I was, like we were saying. So yeah, we'll see. Should be um, interesting. But real quick before uh, before we slip into a little mo- little Mojo Monday, uh, Masters. I would say is I wasn't into it as much, but it was it was still. I mean, I think like I said, a lot of that had to do with you know football being on and stuff like that, but. But uh, but I can obviously always you know stand back and and talk about how good Dustin Johnson played though. Yeah, I mean he set the he set the record for the Masters in any major low low score twenty under. He yeah. played like he played lights out. He was unflappable. You know, just like oh. his personality is just very even keeled. Yeah, it really was. And and you even said he's he's actually an underrated golfer, even though he's number one in the world. You almost forget he's number one. Yeah, that's how that's how you know he's not like the most flashy guy in the world. So people lose sight of that because he's not, you know, he's not Tiger Woods or he's not, you know, uh, John Rahm or, or anything like that uh, with, with a big personality. Bryson but, DeChambeau. Or Bryson DeChambeau, the guy who tries to hit it forever long and forgets that you also need to have a short game to play well, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, this is just a testament to how good of a golfer he really is. And it's a reminder to everyone, even and even the casual golf fans, that, you know, DJ DJ is a Hall of Famer, 100%. Like I said earlier, 24 PGA Tour wins. This is his second major. 
he's been in contention in other majors in the past too. So he's he's thirty six years old and he's he's a young young thirty six year old golfer. So and and what did you think just in general about this Masters? Obviously, it was in November and all that stuff, right? Like just in mm-hmm. general, give me your your like soapbox if you will about this one. I, I think that they did the best they could. To be quite honest with you, I, I obviously the weather on Thursday put a put a wrinkle in things as far as like having to do you know the weather and mix with the daylight put a made it a lot tougher. They only had 10 hours of daylight to work with, you know? So when you had a three hour rain delay on Thursday, that definitely pushes things back. And that's probably why, you know, like dark stage in the chat and some other folks weren't super happy with the, the product, but I think they did literally everything they could to try to make it happen. And I think them doing the tea times earlier in the morning was them trying to, you know, on Sunday was them trying to, you know, aid that NFL Sunday crowd, yeah. That, so that way they would still get at least a chunk of viewers before one o'clock before the game started. So I think they did the best they could. The course looked great. I thought it was it's a great tournament. Um, one other thing to note: Cameron Smith set, set a record. He was the only. He came in second at fifteen under. He's the only golfer ever in the history of the Masters to shoot all four rounds in the sixties. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and then that's a guy that not many people know. He's an Australian. He, he's a pretty steady golfer. Very consistent. Um, yeah, so that's impressive as well. We saw a lot of really great golf, um, this week. We did. All those birdies. Yeah, that's right. For your, for your boy. I think I only, I think Molinari only got me like six. Vandal screwed up. So they gave me like an extra 25 bucks. I like woke up. I had like like 130 bucks now. I was like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. They gave me an extra 10 because my, of course I only landed on the $1 wheel. So. Oh, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Oh man. I'm sorry. But Uh, that's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Um, One other thing to note, real quick yeah. about that, if you don't mind. Please. So, so Rory McIlroy is going for the grand, career Grand Slam, and he needs the Masters to to finish that off. He shot a seventy five on Thursday, plus three, and he finished at eleven under. So that just tells you what kind of weekend he had. And oh yeah, I don't know if you caught his his interview when he finished up yesterday, but he was no, saying I didn't. he was saying how every year he's so anxious for the Masters because this is what he needs for the career grand slam that he loses 10 to 15 pounds that week. So seriously, so in reality, he's got a quick turnaround because we have the masters coming right back in, in April of 2021. So, yeah, well, and it's funny you said, cause I was looking at the chat too, talking about, is it normal for there only be 10 hours of sunlight? And I was like, that's actually the difference. I think, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trending up and getting more sunlight each day, especially down South in the uh, early April Yeah, uh, compared to November, mid November. When we already set the clocks back an hour and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I feel like in April you're probably you probably have thirteen to fourteen hours at that point. You know? Yeah. So yeah, un- unfortunately it was definitely a tight window. And uh I give them credit. I think they did the best they could. I agree. I'll say should we uh should we wrap up the show with some mo- mojo Monday? Yeah, let's let's end on some mojo. Yeah, let's get the get the mojo vibes going. Uh do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, let's. I'll, I'll do it first because we've been hearing about this all day. So you know, let's. Uh, let's do it. <clears throat> yeah. So the the let's. I'm. I'm just gonna call it. I love that graphic, by the way. Mojo Monday. Let's. I you love like it. that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fan club right there. Yeah, Perfect. exactly. That's the crew. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. The 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 Hail Mary heard around the world. I guess some people are calling it the Hail Murray. Uh, with DeAndre Hopkins that's going actually, up. I did not hear that. That's that's pretty good, actually. It I'll is give you that. That's it pretty is, good. It is pretty good. You know, obviously going with, with seconds left in the game after the Bills just scored with 30 seconds left uh, to take the lead, and then the Cardinals come down with you know two seconds left and end off on the Hail Mary to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Mojo, Mon- Mojo Monday definitely for me goes to the Cardinals. 
I like that. Yeah. I'll, say, I'll, I'll go with, um, I feel like I've been picking like, like sad, but obviously like, ha- like good, you know, stories. But this is another, you know, really, I thought, touching story that, you know, if you look back. Canard, the right um, tackle. On, actually, I'll let Paul report the video. I'll pull the tweet real quick. So, University of Kentucky, um, their offensive line coach. And it, this sucks, dude, because actually, I, I missed, I must have missed they passed away, which, oh. But I was reading mm. in the beginning of the season, um, John uh, Schlarman, who was the offensive line coach for Kentucky, was diagnosed with like a very aggressive stage uh, four version of cancer. And he, the guy went to work, was like more passionate and energetic than ever. And they were saying it was a real reason why Kentucky was turning around this year and they were playing really well. Um, and unfortunately, Bernard, he did right pass tackle, away with his cancer. Young, so as a way of remembering, John Schlarman, what they did was they, Kentucky's offensive line, well, they took a delay game, penalty, started the game, and they left the left tackle position to open. Landon to come out onto uh, the field their, uh, uh, in tribute to his here, offensive line coach, well, John Schlarman, uh, and wouldn't be surprised if Andy elects to decline the delay of game penalty. Who their coach shoots out as his number analysis position, really, really touching. And I thought it was just, yeah, it sounds like this. It's classy on Bandit's part. right? Like, just have that moment in sports. I always enjoy it. I'm always a big fan of those moments in sports where, where everything goes a little bit off script, right? Where like someone that might be like a special needs manager comes in, right? And everyone like makes sure he gets a couple shots in or she gets a couple shots, like all those things. Like I just think it's really classy and good for both of those teams for doing that, and and you know, in a really way, a great way to honor you know John's life and and everything like that. I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, no, that, that's phenomenal. It's always great, you know, seeing seeing that type of recognition and, and respect, um, even from the the opposing teams. It's yeah, uh, it's great to see. Well, you know, to that point, it's a good way to roll us into. Would be great to see some some folks who give us a follow, right? Some love, uh, and you know, real quick, if you want to do a little little audio action, Spotify and iTunes, where you can catch all the Lumber Sports Talk episodes uh, on the go. If you got your apps and all that fun stuff, and you can't watch a video, let's say you're driving. You can't, you can't look at a video. You got, you got audio. That's fine. There you go. Spotify and iTunes got you covered. Uh, and also check us out on social media at underscore get sidetracked on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Reddit. Uh, and then make sure you just check us out on the website, www.get-sidetracked.com. And then if you aren't driving, I mean, got to get the videos. I'm not loading these highlights up for nothing, Zach, right? I mean, come on now. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to get the video in there, right? So, you know, follow and subscribe to us, uh, whether it be on Twitch. You know, you can – it's free on Amazon Prime to subscribe to us. Then you can throw all the emotes in the chat. Ch- uh, you know, you can chat out with uh, Dark Sage and Trust and the whole gang uh, in the chat. And then uh, if you're a YouTube person, though, that's, that's cool, too. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. There's no excuses. It's free. So, you know. That's right. That one, yeah. See, I can peer pressure them a little bit more on that one, Zach. Uh, so, yeah, check us out on YouTube. You can, uh, Like I said, you can see the little video there. Just uh, look up Louisville Sports Track or Sidetracked or whatever. You'll find all the uh, stuff on there. And then we're also posting all our stuff uh, on the site. And speaking of the site, holidays are right around the corner, Zach. So you can always uh, buy some cool swagger, right? And we also love seeing people send in their stuff. But um, all sorts of cool stuff, masks. Uh, you know, for Corona, right? Yeah. So, uh, mugs. Fanny pack. All, yeah. Fanny packs. We're going to make those cool. Maybe I should get one of those. Hey, I just ordered myself a hodie to get my own side. Oh, that's fun so. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get one of those gators, like for the, the neck thing, I think. Oh, they're sweet. Yeah. yeah. Those are, those are pretty fire. Uh, but yeah. All right. To that point. Yeah. This is awesome. This was, uh, a good old fashioned Monday with a lot of sports highlights or, oh, yeah. Okay. Football highlights. But we got Monday football around the corner. Anything, uh, you want to take us out with? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to a uh, very 
very close game tonight. And uh, let's see if the uh, the old Bears can pull it out like we're thinking. Yeah, yeah check so, out those picks. They're in the chat on, uh, yeah. on our Twitch uh, following right now. And uh, we'll see everyone back here in the living room at 7 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, Tuesday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.